Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another brand new and exciting episode of Back to Basics. Uh, if you've missed our last episode, we are in the wind down uh, from the stories of kind of Jacob and Isaac and moving our way into Jacob and his sons. Uh, and by the way, I'm still Pastor Don. If you haven't figured that out yet, the hell are you doing here? Uh, and I'm joined by Courtney, who remains as magnificent. Keep telling you, be nice to newbies. Okay, newbies, welcome aboard. Way, way to jump in at Genesis 30, whatever, what, 35? Yeah, 35 part two, yeah. Weird flex for a jumping off point, but like, hey, good for you. Like, you hey, know, I, algorithm's I have, weird sometimes. You know, I, I got to be honest. One of the most commonly asked questions I get as a pastor is, where should I start reading the Bible? And the answer I absolutely never get is Genesis 35. Like, that's never my answer. I'm sorry. It really isn't. Uh, not not a good jumping on point. But hey, as long as you're here, uh, there's a playlist. Maybe you just go back to the beginning. <laughs> get in line. It's a good yeah. place to be. Um, but no, side note, the actual answer to that question is, don't just there, there's no good spot just don't but pick a spot and start reading go to a bible study or something because it sh should not be done alone anyway um let's talk about that bible here shall we um we are picking up from genesis 30, 35 uh verse 16 on to the end here uh last week we talked about jacob's return to bethel and all the weirdly religious shit involved with that today we are going to be doing the birth of benjamin uh, and in fact, there's a lot of other births that are happening here. And one surprising note that happens right in the middle that'll catch us all off guard. And then Isaac dies. And that's going to be it for today. At the end of the episode, by the way, we're going to do Genesis chapter 36 as well, which is just a list of genealogical shit. Not a lot to talk about there. So we're going to tag it on here so that next episode we can visit uh, Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Vomit. And there are so many different jokes I can make about that. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a Brian, I can make so many jokes about Joseph. He's so much fun. He's so much fun to make jokes about. It's gonna be great. I'm excited. But oh, for now, we got for now we gotta birth <laughs> some folk and kill some folk. So let's go ahead and do that, shall we? Right. Um, I'll take the reading this time from verse 16, uh, which I have yeah. over here. The birth of Benjamin and the death of Rachel. Then they journeyed from Bethel, and when they were still some distance from Ephrath, Rachel was in childbirth, and she had hard labor. When she was in her hard labor, the midwife said to her, do not be afraid, for now you have another son. As her soul was departing, for she was dying, she named him Ben-Oni, but his father called him Benjamin. And Rachel died, and she was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. And Jacob set up a pillar at her grave. It is the pillar of Rachel's tomb, which is there to this day. Israel journeyed on and pitched his tent beyond the tower of Eder. While Israel lived in this land, Reuben went and lay with Billah, his father's concubine, and Israel heard of it. Now the sons of Jacob were twelve. The sons of Leah, Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun. The sons of Rachel, Joseph, and Benjamin. The sons of Bilah, Rachel's maid, Dan, and Naphtali. The sons of Zilpah, Leah's maid, Gad, and Asher. These were the sons of Jacob who were born to him in Paddan Aram. Jacob came to his father Isaac at Mamre, or Kirth Abba, that is Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac had resided as aliens. Now the days of Isaac were 180 years, and Isaac breathed his, breathed his last. He died and was gathered to his people, old and full of days, and his sons Esau and Jacob buried him. Okay. I like the phrase, old and full of days. Old and full of days. Well, 
you know, it just goes to show that, you know, way back in the past, old people were full of something totally different than what they're full of today, which is mostly just shit. Anyway. No, no, uh, let's not be uh, ages. Sorry, you can tell I've spent a, a week dealing with boomer shit online. Um, oh, apologies. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Anyway, so we got a lot of stuff that honestly happens here. I will say before we dig into the rest of this, because there are some surprising moments. I love- How old was Rachel Dunn? Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm going to throw this piece in here. I absolutely love the incredibly subtle note that this chapter ends on. And it's a blink and you'll miss it sort of thing. Because remember the last time we saw Jacob and SL? They come together and SL tries to reconcile and Jacob runs the fuck away. Like that's where we left it. And then you get this last verse. Isaac breathes his last. The father of Jacob and Esau dies. He was gathered to his people, old and full of days. And his sons, sons Esau and Jacob, buried him. Aww. Blink and you'll miss it. And it's there. We'll get more about this uh, at the end when we talk about chapter 36, because there's a little more that goes in a little more detail about that there. But I just love the fact that. We we went on a full episode about how absolutely fucked up it was that Jacob just took off running rather than finish the reconciliation. But they put their shit. They put their shit aside. Yeah, when their dad was dying. Yeah, like those. There, it sounds cold to put it this way, but there is a utility to a death in the family that can be capitalized on in this way, and should be like if nothing else brings you back together with people you have yet to reconcile with, that should. And. This tells you that it does happen. And there is, I, I've read this chapter many, many times, honestly. And that there is a note of hope that comes in those last five words, five or six words there, that you don't get very much in the Old Testament. The, just the simple fact that no matter how badly you fuck it up, it can still be okay. Like, I absolutely, absolutely unequivocally love the subtle understated hope of that last phrase there anyway that's my bit here what else did you find in this wonderful show of a chapter what the hell is up with with verse 22 22 Aha! yeah <laughs> that's a fun one uh there is there is a lot that is up with verse 22 to the point where before we started uh recording while i was waiting for us to be ready I actually dug into this one, which is kind of my deeper kind of Jewish analysis of the Old Testament, because I was even thinking, the fuck is up with this? Um, and the short of it is, is first off, um, Reuben a freak. Uh, we're not going to get <laughs> get past that. Like that, that was definitely a, a thing. There um, is something a little icky about about uh yeah there yeah. are there are a couple of things here that draw well, sharing dick space with your own parents there well there are a couple of things here that draw upon um more historical facts here uh that are go beyond the bible like there's references from jubilees the testament of reuben kind of older old testament sources that aren't specifically in modern christian canon um so the the uh, historical commentator I'm reading in here references these two verses from extra biblical sources. Um, and the basic thing about this is, is he was pissed. <laughs> like 
He wasn't happy that his kid did this. Like Israel was not happy. Um, he was very angry about the fact that this had happened. Now, I'm going to read this to you um, from this commentator who, again, has gone through far more ancient Jewish sources than I have. Uh, his take on it was simply this. Uh, it all came about by accident when Reuben saw Billah bathing in a covered place. Jacob was away at the time, so that night, after Billah had gone to bed, Reuben slipped into her room and committed his sin. Billah herself was quite innocent, but Jacob nonetheless refrained from further relations with her thereafter. There were to be only 12 sons of Jacob. So, yeah, this is kind of a little bit Dina all over again. So, like, Israel had every right to be pissed about it. Um, it is it is suggested that Billa was totally innocent in this, but even still, Jacob couldn't quite bring himself to get back with that after that. You know, he couldn't couldn't do it. Couldn't you know? Maybe he would. Maybe he had some of that leftover Abrahamic infertility curse or what have you. But that was that was it for that relationship. And um, like Billa was, I think, the last maid that he was knocking kids out with. So that seems to have been it. That historically speaking this is kind of the the verse that puts an end to the question of 12 tribes like this is why there were 12 after this israel was kind of done because reuben kind of did a fucked up um that's kind of the way they biblically addressed it um but even still this isn't something that's commented on much more than that this does however lay the groundwork for something unique that'll come much later uh which is the fact that we have seen historically as one patriarch dies, he passes the blessing on to the, to the eldest son. That doesn't happen with Jacob. Jacob passes the blessing on to all 12 of his sons. Um, and so this is also in there to provide a kind of a justification, because Reuben was the eldest. He's the one who would have received that birthright solely. So this is used later on as kind of a justification for why that happens. But in short, yeah, it's weird. Hmm. So what else we got? Um, um I will say this is um I, I have obliquely made mention to this that this is the arrival of the 12 tribes of Israel here, uh, no. which remains a feature that uh even still a lot of modern Judaism plays with. Uh Simeon, Levi, Issachar, Zebulun, Reuben, uh Joseph, Benjamin, Dan, Naphtali. Uh, Gad Nasher. Naftali is such a beautiful name. I know. I love it. And also as like a hardcore fan of the, the late 90s epic Xenogears, the fact that that was used for the anima relic of the main bad guy's gear just mm, brings it home for me. Um, I mean, it, it, it reads as a female name to me, but yes, yeah, I know, which is which is another thing that makes me smile. A female name assigned to a male bad guy. Oh, mm. But it says uh, sons of Bilha, so Naphtali. Yeah, Naphtali is a guy. Like it, it reads as female modernly. It's an ancient male name. Like ah, oh, it's beautiful. I love it. It's it, I, honestly Naphtali is one of my favorite names. Um, <laughs> like if it weren't for the fact that none of those syllables exist in Japanese, I might have named a kid that, but I didn't. Um, so yeah. Okay. So, um, so that's where I, that I feel starts. for Rachel. How how old was Rachel that she and you know, to die in childbirth, which is a shitty way to go from what I've heard. Yeah, and they weren't uh, they weren't skimping on how hard it was. They described it as hard layer labor many times. And 
setting aside that there's also a little bit of kind of unintentional comedy uh don't be afraid for now you have another son and now i am the dead <laughs> like the way it does that it's like, it's like oh fuck another boy just kicks it but that that being said like let's see you ask how old was rachel well doesn't say but given that this is ancient patriarchy and uh jacob is what 180 when he passes in the next chapter uh i'm gonna say she was probably at least 15 or 16 no seriously um i don't know probably in her 70s or 80s maybe but then again age is kind of a weird thing even still in these in these well yeah you're talking about people living to the ripe old age of 180 which granted um that seems like a lot even for this period of time and it's worth noting too that there's a whole there's a whole discussion we had we have talked about this yes we we have talked about where we're not sure (laughs) like the, the the old suggestion that oh just people in biblical times couldn't count like well there i guess but also maybe not like there's also the i tend to actually lean towards the argument that yeah this is kind of the leftovers of kind of early immortality or telmeric degradation like there are other issues that could have had people living much longer when they were you know this many thousands of years ago uh do i know no not a clue uh we're just gonna take it as right we're talking about stuff that's like stupid long ago yeah because these are oral traditions from Mm you know the cradle of civilization yeah these stories be old <laughs> and it's worth, it is also worth mentioning too there is a tradition in modern scholastics that tries to pin these down to specific dates and it's not just the conservatives who do that by the way like liberal progressive archaeological theologians are trying to say well okay well jacob and leah that happened like you know, roughly 3600 BCE or something like that. So we have a specific date that couldn't have been any earlier because this is when, like, there's a lot of archaeohistory that goes into that. And I still always come back to that with, okay, like, we're basing that off of when these stories were written down for the most part, but we don't know how long they were in oral histories. Like, we have certain guesses yeah. based on, like, the movements of political organizations in the area, but those are just could have been convenient later applications to stories that were much older than that. We don't, actually know how old any of these stories were at least until we get to um well like you said about the repetition it would make sense to like okay this story has been told a lot of times Mm -hmm. it happens over and over and you know here we're going to tell it about what's going on right now you know even though we've been telling the same story for a very long time with different scenarios that happened with our people because unlike things like the (laughs) yeah things like the exodus for example are often pinned on like a certain pharaoh um and again that could be a victim of the same issue where okay yes was it this pharaoh maybe was it actually a different pharaoh that we've renamed possibly um so you get the exodus is pinned there pretty much up until the uh the the fall of the united kingdom the the babylonian exile and stuff like that we don't re- up until that point nothing here is historically guaranteed to a specific time frame or date um and after to uh, anyone confused the historical united kingdom we're talking like early, yeah we're not we're not talking about the the place what with doctor who early civilization stuff yeah yeah do, uh, no. <laughs> anyway um yeah we're talking about the united kingdom of israel here and that the even even like like archaeo historians question the existence of the united kingdom of israel like there are people who question that too um and that that's a whole thing we'll get into later when we get up up to that point in the bible 
My point being that pretty much up until the end of that period, we don't have anything that we can concretely point to and say, this is definitely a person who definitely existed at this definite date and time. And the yeah. reason we can confirm the Babylonian exiles, we have records from Babylon from that period. Yeah. Some of the oldest records we have, but we have them. Before that, we're dealing mostly with stories that are connected to specific times in history by tradition or by the fact that we, like the Bible says that they happened in this time. But the Bible could and very likely may have been edited to add these stories into later periods in history when the stories themselves are much older. Um, yes. Uh, and if you were looking for a more definitive answer than that, why did you come to me? I have a history of not giving definitive answers. What are you doing here? Um, so I'm reminded of I'm reminded of the mythical lost episode in which I absolutely went off about the you know what do you mean you can't prove anything? Yeah, which uh, by the way, for anybody looking for the mythical lost episode, it doesn't, it doesn't exist. exist. I forgot to hit record on three episodes in succession in which Courtney did some of the best theologizing I've ever come across. And I continue to kick myself for never recording that. Um, uh, it was theologizing. Is that, is that the, is that the term? Developing a theology by breaking down your faith and rebuilding it and analyzing it and asking hard questions. Yeah. That's what theology is. Anywho. Uh, so uh, she did. Um set up a pillar this is where kind, where of, we a, get... kind of a dick thing that like basically with her dying breath she named him and no his dad's gonna call him benjamin why not yeah and i'm not gonna defend him like she called him ben oni which is kind of like son of my sorrow and benjamin oh. is more like uh my right hand son yeah okay i get that like i kind of get it like i get why she was doing yeah. it I also no kinda, that's that's, that's get, kids good at that point like you, you don't want you don't a kid to, to have a name like that, that name. no that's yeah. that's a burden you don't need to carry as a yeah, kid it's, it's like everybody Maybe as an adult be like oh by the way this is your real name and this is how you got it and why yeah it's it's also like everybody naming their kid khaleesi so that covers pretty much most of it. So I want to, before we end for today, I'm going to go ahead and read through Genesis chapter 36 as well, because here at Back to Basics, we are completionist assholes. So we're going to cover everything, even the stuff that really doesn't have much to talk about. And that includes Genesis chapter 36, which really only has maybe like one thing worth talking about that I've already kind of mentioned. So I'm going to read through the chapter. We'll We'll make a couple quick notes on it, and then I think we'll call it for today. So... Genesis chapter 36, Esau's descendants. These are the descendants of Esau, that is Edom. Esau took his wives from the Canaanites, Ada, daughter of Elam, the Hittite, Oholibama, God, I love that name, Oholibama, daughter of Anna, son of Zebam the Hivite, and Basimoth, Ishmael's daughter, sister of Nebaioth. Ada bore to Elpiaz, or Ada bore Elpiaz to Esau, Besamoth bore Ruel, and uh, Oholibama bore Jeshua, or, or sorry, Jeush, Jalam, and Korah. These are the sons of Esau who were born to him in the land of Canaan. Then Esau took his wives, his sons, his daughters, and all the members of his household, his cattle, and all his livestock, and all the property he had acquired in the land of Canaan. And he moved to a land some distance from his brother Jacob, for their possessions were too great for them to live together. The land where they were staying could not support them because of their livestock. So Esau settled in the hill country of Seir, 
Esau is Edom. These are the descendants of Esau, ancestor of the Edomites in the hill country of Seir. These are the names of Esau's sons. Uh, Elphaz, the son of Ada, the wife of Esau. Rual, the son of Esau's wife, Basima. The sons of uh, yeah, Elphaz were Teman, Omar, Zepho, Gatam, and Kenaz. Timah was a concubine of Elphaz, Esau's son. She bore Amalak to Elphaz. These were the sons of Ada, Esau's wife. These were the sons of Ruel, Nethas, Zerah, Shammah, and Mizah. These were the sons of Basimoth, Esau's wife. These were the sons of Esau's wife, Oholibamah, daughter of Anas, son of Zebion. She bore to Esau Jeush, Jalam, and Korah. These are the clans of the sons of Esau. The sons of Elphaz, the firstborn of Esau, the clans of Teman, Omar, Zepho, Kenaz, Korah, Gatam, and Amalak. These are the clans of Elphaz in the land of Edom. They are the sons of Ada. These are the sons of Esau's son, Ruel, the clans of Napha, Zerah, Shama, and Mizah. These are the clans of Ruel in the land of Edom. They are the sons of Esau's wife, Basima. These are the sons of Esau's wife, Oholibama. Still my favorite name in this passage. The clans... Jeshu, Jalam, and Korah, these are the clans born of Esau's wife, Oholibama, the daughter of Anna. These are the sons of Esau, that is Edom, these are their clans. If you thought we were done, we are not. These are the sons of Seir the Horite, the inhabitants of the land, Lotan, Shobal, Zibion, Anna, Dishan, Ezer, and Dishan. These are the clans of the Horites, the sons of Seir in the land of Edom. The sons of Lotan were Hori and Heman, and Lotan's sister was Timah. These are the sons of Shobal, Alvan, Manatha, Ebal, Shepho, and Onam. These are the sons of Zibion, Aya, and Anna. He is the Anna who founded the springs in the wilderness as he pastured the donkeys of his father, Zibion. These are the children of Anna, Dishan and Oholibama, daughter of Anna. These are the sons of Dishan, Hemdan, Esban, Ithran, and Cheron. These are the sons of Ezer, Bilhan, Zaavan, and Akan. These are the sons of Dishon, Uz, and Aran. These are the clans of the Horites, the clans Lotan, Shobal, Zibion, Ana, Dishon, Ezer, and Dishon. Dishon and Dishon. Okay, the two different ones there. Uh, these are the clans of the Horites, clan by clan in the land of Seir. These are the kings who reigned in the land of Edom before any king reigned over the Israelites. Bela, son of Beor, reigned in Edom, the name of his city being Dinchaba. Bela died, and Joab, son of Zerah of Bozrah, succeeded him as king. Jobab died, and Husham of the land of the Temanites succeeded him as king. Husham died, and Halad, son of Badad, who defeated Midian in the country of Moab, succeeded him as king, the name of his city being Avith. Hadad died, and Samala of, Mas of Masrakah succeeded him as king. Samala died, and Shaul of Reboath on the Euphrates succeeded him as king. Shaul died, and Balhanan, son of Achbor, succeeded him as king. Balhanan, son of Achbor, died, and Hadar succeeded him as king, the name of his city being Pau. His wife's name was Methabel, the daughter of Matred, daughter of Mezahabab. These are the names of the clans of Esau, according to their families and their localities, by their names, the clans Tima, Alva, Jetha, Oholibama, Elah, Pinon, Kenaz, Teman, Mizbar, or sorry, Mibzar, Mag Magdiel, and Iram. These are the clans of Edom, that is Esau, the father of Edom, according to their settlements in the land that they held. Oh, are you glad I did not ask you to do that one? 
listen to a pastor completely butcher early Hebrew names for you know, five minutes straight. In fairness, I think I probably did better than any like 60 year old near retiree in mainline Protestantism would that I did my best. I tried. Um, but I, I will repeat, of course, just as an American living in the political situation of the, uh, you know, 2000s and 2010s, uh, the name Oh Holy Bama just makes me laugh every time I see it because it's just, it brings to mind a whole different political reality that makes me chuckle. Anyway, the most of this is pretty much here just to establish the history and structure of the Edomite people who come out of Esau, uh, which was a neighboring nation to Israel as it developed, that developed a kingship and a monarchy and a structure before Israel did, uh, and was kind of a contemporary of early Israel. It's pretty much there for historical legitimacy. And given what we just said about the historical legitimacy of these stories, you can take them for whatever the hell you think that's worth. Uh, any questions about this? Uh, I think I'm good. Yeah, I think we're all good. Like, this is really just here for completion's sake for, for, for us. There's not a lot to describe about this. It is what it is. It's describing the nation of Edom that came out of Esau, uh, as it said, like 97 times in this. Uh, these are the descendants of Esau, that is Esam, or, or Esau, that is Edom. Like, they said that like 95 times in the passage. If you don't get it now, I don't know what to tell you. Um, that's all it's there for. And we've said it, we've gone through it. There's not much to comment on that unless you are a specific type of geek for ancient historical kingdoms, uh, in which case might I recommend a degree in archaeology or uh, ancient anthropology? Those would be wonderful for you. Not a progressive church's Bible study podcast because I don't have much more than that. Uh, anything else we want to dig into or shall we call it for today? No, I think we're good. I think we're good too. As usual, Please join us on Discord, where I promise you we are doing more discussion about how Paul is a crazy-ass psychopath and less about ancient lists of names for the kingdom of Edom that comes from Esau, because that is his descendants. Oh, my God. Um, really, we're having some good conversations there, though. We really are. Um, and I want to invite you to do into that. We spent a lot of time here talking about Old Testament stuff, but we are ragging on Paul. We're digging into why does he keep talking about flesh? What is it with him in flesh? Is he like weirdly obsessed with this stuff? Uh, short answer, yes. Uh, oh boy, we have had conversations about that. We've got an NSFW channel if you want to really get into what he's obsessed about. We've got all sorts of stuff we're talking about because we're a community and that's how communities work. So come hang Would out. Would you like to us. join a church that you might get kicked out of your brick and mortar church for uh looking at looking at stuff on your phone <laughs> like yeah like this? if you want to go to an entire church, church full of people hard, I swear. if you want to join an actual mainline denominational church that's full of people who have been kicked out of other mainline denominational churches and definitely have pissed off every evangelical evangelical in our lives this is the place for you because oh boy that us that that us it is us yeah um so yeah come join us come hang out with us uh and in the meantime uh uh, please be be good little listeners and viewers and do the thing that Courtney tells you to do. Like, share, and subscribe. Yay! That's so much fun. I love it when you do that. It makes me happy. Anyway, uh, have fun. We will see you on our next episode in which we are going to talk about little baby boy Joseph who gets beat up and thrown in the pit. 
uh, all because he had a fancy coat. And uh, unlike Andy Dwyer, he did not sing a song about it or like break up with his girlfriend about it. And those are my Parks and Rec jokes for the day. Um, so have fun with that if you actually watch that show and know what I was joking about. Anyway, have a good week. We will see you for Joseph next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you.